Welcome to another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, here with your co-host, Chris, the fantasy expert. And in today's show, we will be doing our victory lap and awards show. We'll be going over our preseason rankings, good picks, bad picks. We'll be giving awards. We'll be discussing news. We'll be saying who is more accurate in their preseason rankings, who was more accurate. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is going to be a fun episode. This is kind of the episode, you know, it's the culmination. Calvin and I, we know we love to pick at each other. Like, so when I say, oh, you know, yeah, well, let's send, I don't know. This is kind of, I don't know if we've had this example yet, but hey, we'll have the best fantasy analysis, send this, and then I'll send it, you know, so that kind of stuff. There's been a little bit of bickering and you I'm guys really will get to con- find out the results. Go I'm really confused about what you, now. I'm really confused about what you meant there. Like, Okay, yeah, that was kind of confusing. Wow. Uh, <laughs> if you guys are curious, I know we're not really supposed to say this, but Calvin and I messed up some volume things on the last intro, and it wasn't very good either. So apparently we're just having a, a pretty bad day with the intros. That was very confusing. But uh, Calvin and I, to sum it up, we like to bicker about who's the better fantasy analyst. And you guys are going to find out who it was for this year. Maybe yeah, I mean, so usually, to be to clarify, usually we do this all in one take. But today, um, <laughs> there were some volume things messed up with the intro, and it was kind of funny because my intro was pretty bad anyway. So mm-hmm. we got rid of that, and this is the second take, and it still was not that good. <laughs> but yeah. it's okay. I was, I was like, welcome to, like, I was, I was more in a, like, a higher key than usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be giving victory laps. We're going to be giving our bad picks, giving awards, giving, uh, comparing our rankings, and giving news. And I guess we should get started with news, right, Chris? Mm-hmm. Yeah. news all right welcome to news wait did you hear my computer volume thing go off Mm, yes i did oh boy okay well yeah i forgot that when you share the computer sound it shares all of the computer sound i was just turning it up for my listening pleasure so uh yeah let's get started sorry about that guys i hope you don't mind the terrible (laughs) terrible sound quality speaking of sound quality wait 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 yeah speaking of sound quality guys i have a new mic stand and a pop filter. No more mic bumping. Listen to how good he sounds. Say yeah, I pop. know. I, don't I sound great? You guys just like to hear my natural, just clean voice. No mic bumping. No mic. Like, it's kind of funny because I'm really the one that needs mic bumping because I always just somehow manage to find a way to make my mic bump or something. But now it's just sitting right in front of me. I don't even have to touch it. So, no, that's all good. And then I got Say a pop, pop filter. I don't know if it really makes that much of a difference. Pop, 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 Oh, it makes pop. so much of a difference. I'm yeah, I hope it, it does. Uh, we're just trying to improve, improve the quality here, guys. Um, it's a grind. You know, we're still young, so we're not the best with all this technology stuff, but <laughs> we're getting there. Oh, that's kind of a funny way to put it. All right. Well, let's get started. Yeah, well, and... hold on, wait, wait. Before we – can we just make a note? It's kind of funny. I think everyone just thinks they're bad with technology because, you know, all the all the older people, the like they're, they're all, like, people in their, like, 40s and 50s, they're, like – oh, geez, you know, all these kids know how to operate technology, and then we're, like, young, and we're, like, oh, geez, we don't know how to do this sound quality stuff. There's only, like, one group of people that really knows how to use it, and that's, like, people 20 that work with computers every day or do some kind of, like, sound or, you know, well, computer. I mean, I, I help work. my, I, I help, like, my parents, uh, I help my parents with technology all the time, so I, it makes me feel smart mm-hmm. when I help yeah, them. It's, like, can you set up the Zoom meeting, please? Which... <laughs> yeah, like, poor Apple Care. they've had a, a few calls, though. From my parents and <laughs> they have the patience of a saint but you know yeah i mean technology is a learning experience for everyone i think 
except me because I really feel good about myself after helping people with it. Like I helped my grandma learn the Monopoly and Risk apps. Like we play that wow. online now because she lives in Can Texas. Get a round of applause, please. Oh yeah. Oh, and that clapping came in so clear. Let's go. We probably sound first time listeners. We sound so weird to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, if they know, they met us on Twitter, probably. If they're like, ooh, this at Calvin underscore SGF guy is pretty entertaining on Twitter, which I am. No, they probably um, thought me through, like, all my followers on Twitter. <laughs> oh, wait, I've gotten you all your followers? No, all, all the followers that I've, like, garnered. I just have a ton, guys. Oh, yeah, well, I have more, but. I know. Yeah, Chris is clearly I, I joking. I only have, like, 60. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys, follow me on Instagram, or not on Instagram. Uh, I don't <laughs> this is a problem. This is the first problem of chris's approach to followers but yeah i mean if you found us on twitter yeah guys if thanks- you're following calvin you should i mean dip- okay how about this guys i have a plan <laughs> this is gonna be a marathon show now this isn't gonna be for next year because like we already know the results and all that but we're gonna prepare it next year everyone that follows calvin underscore sgf on twitter if i win next year in the rankings guess what guys you all have to follow me too Wait, we're doing this next year or this year? Next year, because, like, we already know the results, and we want to, like, be hiding this up. Like, there's got to be some kind of reward. We're going to think of some more rewards next year for for the rankings. Like a lollipop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. that was the first thing that popped into my head. (laughs) We're going to send everybody lollipops. No, but, yeah, if you met us on Twitter, first of all, you might not know that we're 14, 15 years old. Um, Me being the 15, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you might not – you also might not know that – What's the other thing? Uh, you might not know how weird we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. I wouldn't say we're too weird. There's some some weird shows. By the way, guys, uh, one more thing. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait. Were we going to mention that one in particular? Or... No, we're not going to mention no, that, no, right? we won't bat <laughs> one. But there, there's a weird podcast floating around. We're not going to say how we have any connection to it. But anyways, um, <laughs> anyways, that That's reminds so me. Oh, the Bracketeers, Calvin, they're having a contest, right? Oh, we, we're, this is good. Marathon show is getting even longer. Guys, if you haven't already, go follow the Bracketeers at BracketeersThe on Twitter because tomorrow it's hashtag pod tourney Tuesday and we are facing off against at LSL underscore pod in the first round. I think it's the Lakeshore Live podcast talking about like the Bears, which is like stupid because ugh, like, ours is so much better. No, really. You guys should follow everyone in that Bracketeers contest, though. I mean, they're all really great podcasts to earn their way and build their way up to a competition like this. Follow, uh, you guys can go ahead and follow us to LSL Pod, but make sure when the time comes, you're voting SGF. Actually, at LSL underscore pod. But yeah, yeah, I mean, when the time comes, which is tomorrow, which is today because this drops. So, uh, Chris, you realize that the. (laughs) So, to to spoil, Chris won the uh, rankings competition, and Chris is acting like. Because the person with less points wins, Chris, not the person with more. Oh, oh, goodness. He's like, um, lol, I won. Could you please correct this? (laughs) Oh, cheat. Yeah. Follow at LSL underscore pod on Twitter. But I mean, vote for at SGF pod in the bracket. So this is today. Like this is out today. If you're listening on Tuesday, go vote because it's out there now at Bracketeers the on Twitter. Chris, please stop typing on the note sheet. <laughs> Sorry guys. I'm, I wasn't going to tell you Calvin spoiled it a little bit, but uh, yeah, I won the rankings competition. Pretty- yeah. I mean, I already kind of teased it earlier, but oh man. Mm-hmm. So wait, literally we have like, oh my gosh, we, 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 Oh my God, keep we 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 I I started sometimes I start my sentence with we even though it doesn't have to do with we so like if I lose my train of thought after saying we it's probably because I didn't mean that what I meant to say 
<laughs> what I meant to say was that we, I played the news. See, I said we again. What I meant to say is that I played the news drop too early. But I sometimes like when I meant to, when I like start talking and I don't know what to say, I say we. And then it never is like, now I have to be like, oh, never mind. Uh, I sometimes, Chris, when I'm talking to you, by the way, I say, oh, never mind when I actually wasn't saying anything in the first place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just so you know. But okay, so are we finally are we finally gonna actually talk about stuff fantasy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope they haven't already it. left left the podcast. Um, all right, so we're we're gonna get into the news, and uh, we've got something for you guys first, and it's very important, and it has it's dear to the show. There was some news that came out about a day or two ago. And it has to do a lot with the show. It has to do with head coaches. And if you listen to the show, you would know exactly what we're talking about because we talk about this every single episode. If you're a first-time listener, you probably would not know what we're talking about. But as I wait for this to get into it, I think you probably know, based on what I'm hinting, but what we're talking about is firing of Coach Adam Gase, which has finally happened. And I said... When he got fired, we were going to play this music, the full celebration music, 58 seconds of royalty-free celebration music. And that's what we're doing right now because Adam Gase has been fired after an atrocious 2-14 season that saw him ruin the futures of numerous fantasy players. Uh, Sam Darnold, for one, and a tumultuous few years that saw him ruin the futures of many more. So, oh my goodness, that was incredible. That was absolutely incredible. Also, that was Doug Marone. So incredible. Oh my goodness. Alvin, <laughs> that was oh geez. I'm just thinking back. It's giving me chills thinking about all these memories we had on this podcast. Making fun of Adam Gase. He's been one of uh, our biggest listeners, someone that I actually know personally. He described it as an inferior that we were maybe gonna start building an inferiority complex against Adam Gase, but uh we're finally here. It's, it's a great day, Calvin. Oh, yeah, it is a great day. Yeah, anyone who listens to the podcast knows our connection to Adam Gase. And uh, he's not never going to be a guest on the show. Yeah, basically, we are not fans of Adam Gase if you're new here. Um, <laughs> if you couldn't tell about the celebration music. But, yeah, yeah it brings back memories. It's kind, by, of, kind of sad. You couldn't tell by the Jets 2-14 and 14 or whatever record. Yeah, that kind of sums it up, the, the story of Adam Gase. Yeah, but, I mean, I kind of feel bad, though, because now it's like, I mean, it's, I won't say our show has no identity because obviously that would be like a joke. Of course we have an identity. But like Adam Gase, there's no more Adam Gase to make fun of. Mm-hmm. Except uh, there were rumors that Alabama might hire Adam Gase or Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator to Nick Saban. I, that's just a rumor. There's no way it's Adam Gase and Bill O'Brien. Like, no, or. N- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that, that'd be funny if Adam Gase got over there he'll probably be like a linebackers coach I mean, honestly adam gase does deserve a job in college i think just definitely not in the nfl he deserves a job as the special teams coach in college maybe. no because they're actually no, uh, he's, he could be a head coach. coach like joe judge joe he should judge be a head coach, coach. In high, he should be a high school coach <laughs> yeah maybe a peewee league no a high school a media a, high, a coach of a mediocre high school team that like mm-hmm. occasionally i mean they get to the playoffs about half the half of their years Occasionally they win a game, but they never really get anywhere. Yeah, That's and then, that. I mean, I but Calvin, future. we do want to help, like, support future quarterbacks. We don't want to just totally tarnish their careers at the high school. Oh, that is true. So With, with um, quarterback coach Adam Gates. So let's let's go to flag football then. Mm-hmm. He'll be a yeah, flag, flag football, football coach. 
Actually, no, I think we need something. Honestly, you know what? Maybe he shouldn't be a coach. I think that Adam Gase should play offensive line coach for the for flag football. Oh, maybe he should. Oh, you know what, I have Calvin? an idea. He because should there's play. There's no offensive line in flag football. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, that's true. There's actually one center, but they run the routes, I think. Yeah, uh-huh. But, I mean, no, you're, I thought what you were going to say when you said offensive line. He should play offensive line for the Chiefs and try to block for Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> we're so mean. Oh, Just kidding. Goodness. We don't want Adam Gase to get hurt. Um, Doug Marone and Anthony Lynn were also fired, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now the uh, Jets, Jaguars, Chargers, Lions, Falcons, and Texans are all looking for a new coach. And mm-hmm. uh, I think we've yeah. been pretty much exhaust that topic already. Josh Jacobs, oh, we've spent so much time on this already. Last piece of news, Josh Jacobs was arrested for a DUI. I mean, the only reason you have to watch for this is that, I mean – watch out if you're near him for one thing <laughs> mm-hmm. but i mean yeah I, I, uh, I mean i heard that his uh his attorney plans to enter a uh not guilty plea if he does apparently they they don't think that they he's firm in the sense that he did not do this so or maybe he did but the they're case. just lying and i mean i hope that as long as he did nothing wrong this doesn't go too far and it kind of gets shut down quickly he's a great player we want to see him next year we don't want to see his career fall down the path of People like Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Melvin Gordon also had a DUI. His hearing hasn't come yet, but, I mean, these guys are on watch. I think Melvin Gordon's probably going to get suspended for a couple games next year. Josh Jacobs might, too. I mean, but, yeah, hopefully he didn't do it. But it was, like, after the Raiders' win, I mean, maybe he sounded like he celebrated. I mean, I'm just speculating here. Celebrated, drank a little too much, and then at 4.42 a.m. was the alert. I yeah, think. why are you celebrating missing the playoffs? Come on, Josh Jacobs. Well, I mean, because they won the game on a two-point conversion. Yeah, so, like, like, I mean, it, it was 4.42 a.m. You missed that. You had an easy way to road to the playoffs. And you missed I mean, that. I'm just speculating. Maybe he wasn't celebrating. Yeah, maybe. Uh, let's go to rankings comparer. We don't really have a drop for rankings comparer, so let's just play this since I lost to Chris in the rankings. Yes. <laughs> let's go, guys. <laughs> the debate is finally over. Now, I will say, I'll give Calvin credit. He won a few of the player disputes. But guess what? The big dispute. Whose rankings are better? Your boy, Chris, was 6.6% more accurate overall than Calvin. We, uh, I'll be honest, guys. We don't, we don't have the perfect ranking system. It's actually very complicated. I looked up Fantasy Pros had some guy with a PhD designed their sort of ranking comparing, comparing system. Uh, and, I mean, we're in ninth grade. We don't have PhDs yet. So it was going to be a little bit tough for us. We just went with something simple. It's not going to be perfect, but I think it should give us a reasonable outcome. And 6.6 overall, that's definitely more than the margin of uh, error for this kind of uh, the way we did our comparison. So I think I'm the, the clear winner here. Yeah, I mean, so how we did the comparison is we basically did eat all of our rankings, which we ranked like top 24 for quarterbacks and tight ends, top 60 for running backs and wide receivers, and top 12 for defense and kickers. We basically compared all of our rankings to where they actually finished. Say we're talking about Christian McCaffrey, who finished number one, and where was he actually ranked, like 94? Yeah. Since since it was 93 away, since we were both 93 away, we get 93 points, and we go through that for all of the rankings. I mean, the, that sounds pretty accurate when you think about it, or when you hear it, but like, one thing it doesn't consider, I mean, it doesn't consider players that weren't ranked, like, for example, James Robinson, who mm-hmm. wasn't ranked in either of our uh, rankings, and then went did really well. It doesn't really consider that. It doesn't consider guys like Chris actually didn't have, or I, Chris, 
I didn't have Robbie Anderson ranked, which was stupid. Chris did, so Chris had to take the fall for it when I didn't. But, um, and it's like mm-hmm. things like that where, yeah. it, and then the other thing is, oh, there was one other thing that makes it less accurate. It was Let's, like, it took oh, Calvin. no, guys, injuries. I love how Calvin's like taking his time to think through how our ranking comparisons were less accurate. We're, I mean, no, I don't the, worry, guys. It was, want, it was totally perfect. I mean, we're, we're great. We have PhDs, you know. I want the listeners to know. I mean, there were only a few examples. Like, for yeah, example, I mean, it, but it's like, there's, the, there's a few examples, for, but for the most part, like, we should have a winner. Maybe it's not, it's not going to be the exact right percentage. Yeah, of course. But it's, it's, we know who the winner was. Yeah, I mean, but it's like, it was generally accurate. I'm not trying to say it wasn't. It was just like, I mean, for example, the main thing was probably that Blake Jarwin obviously got hurt. He was out for the year. Remember him? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't, Chris didn't rank Blake Jarwin, but I did. And that was maybe a questionable decision on Chris's part, in my opinion. But since he got hurt, I had to take a huge fall for it. Chris would have still won tight ends anyway, but um, I guess I already mm-hmm. gave one away. But like, in general, it was accurate. Like you can, like you can see, it was almost entirely accurate, and it's going to even out. So we'll say Chris was six point six percent more accurate overall. I'm not trying to take away from your victory, Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, about. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's look. Less. Let's look through. So t- in overall points, we actually were off by uh, two hundred fifty-one points. So like you, obviously, we did the point system, and whoever scored the least points wins. And I had two hundred fifty-one more points than Chris. So it actually was pretty close, but it wasn't like a. Total- well, I mean, you have to give a, a point of you have to give a scale. I, I mean, I know you said don't share the points, but people don't really know. It's fine. But uh, Wait, what do you mean? I just said don't. Sh- oh yeah, I did. <laughs> but I mean, it was basically like we did it out of seven thousand points, so two hundred fifty-one is pretty small. So just for reference, you know, we weren't do doing a five hundred point thing, and Calvin lost me by two hundred. Well, I mean, the scale is the percentage. That's why we were giving them a scale, and it wasn't out of seven thousand. That percentage points. is kind of confusing. I don't really know how to understand. It. <laughs> okay, you know what, Chris? <laughs> okay, guys, it was not out of seven thousand points. Let's guys, just I'm say- just gonna give them the score. It was three thousand five hundred fifty for me to three thousand eight hundred one for Calvin. There you okay, go. yeah, I mean that's all right, but I like don't know why we didn't do just do that in the first place. I'm not really sure, but like, okay, the percentage was fine though. We didn't need to share the points, but yeah, I guess it, it, it's fine. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> that, really that did not make sense to any of the listeners. Yeah, that right. didn't make sense to any of the listeners. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, the deviation, Chris scored 3,550. I scored 3,801. The deviation was 251 in favor of Chris. Chris was 6.6% more accurate overall. By position, quarterback, 166 to 128. That Chris won it. The deviation was 38. Running back, Chris won it as well, 1,456 to 1,237. The deviation was 219. Wide receiver, I won it by 125, 1572 to 1697. Tight end, the deviation was 94. Chris had 283. I had 377. Defense, I won by 5, 109 to 104. And kicker, I won by 30. Or no, Chris won by 30, 96 to 126. So Chris won overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, so I mean, total domination. It's not. I mean, I would say our rankings in general were, I mean, they weren't the greatest ever, but I mean, and they weren't, it's not like they were terrible either. Like they were, I mean, it, as in any year, there were a lot of rankings that we pinpointed and then there were a lot that we were very far off. So. Yeah. I mean, the points sound really weird, but it's like you consider injuries as well. You consider like, it's so hard to predict. That's what mm-hmm. we're realizing. Our point totals were so high and we realized just how hard it is to predict. I would say in general, it was average. And you'll hear in our victory laps and busts, like there were a lot of guys that I, 
and really, especially at the wide receiver position. I think my wide receivers were definitely my best rankings. But for mm. example, on tight ends, I took the L on tight end. I don't have a single good victory lap. I'm not going to share any with you because there's not a single good one. I mm-hmm. really had terrible tight end rankings. I had really good wide receiver rankings. I would say my quarterback rankings were all right. And then my running back rankings weren't really that good. Chris had, I mean, I guess Chris had good, Chris had nice running back rankings. I couldn't actually find a single real bust for him at the running backs. I mean, obviously there were some misses, but not any crazy misses that he should have had or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did, RB was definitely my best position. I said I did pretty solid at quarterback too. Yeah, and I think wide receiver, you were like, okay, and then tight end. Yeah, was... I think wide receiver, I would actually say I was bad. QB, I was good. Running back, I was good. Tight end, I was solid. Defense, I don't really know how to Yeah, I mean, good. I would say tight end was about average. But, yeah, I mean, your RBs were pretty good. I say – but, yeah, I'm pretty happy with my wide receivers because a lot of our rankings disputes, which you're going to hear, revolved around wide receivers, and that's why I won a lot of them because I was like – there are a lot of guys that I got right at wide receiver, not mm-hmm. to brag. And there are also a lot yeah. of guys I got wrong at other positions. Mm-hmm. Let's get started. Chris, do you want to go first with your victory laps? Oh, and Calvin. Oh, actually, I'm going to to put something in the note sheet because this was definitely a a good one for me. Okay. I I, I include it as an honorable mention. Oh, an honorable mention? Yes, I I included honorable mentions for wide receivers. Yeah, I'm including an honorable honorable mention wide receiver. Uh, You guys will learn about it. I mean, you had this guy with the consensus, but... I know, but... (laughs) I got to okay. include that. <laughs> Pretty funny. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll okay. put it there. Okay, here we go. So, for quarterback, or well, here, let's let's compare rankings. So, just to give you guys some insight, I yeah, I won quarterback, Calvin won running back. I won or or no. I won quarterback, I won running back, Calvin won wide receiver, I won tight end, Calvin won defense and I won kicker. And then right. here from quarterback, which I won, Calvin, what were your two victory laps from here? Well, there were really only two, let's be honest. And the second one it's both of them were cut short due to injury, but the one that was cut short less was Joe Burrow. I had him as QB 14 and the consensus was ridiculously low on him. He had all sorts of weapons over there in Cincy and he was a borderline top 12 guy until he got hurt, which is right around where I had him. And then my mm-hmm. second guy is Dak Prescott, who was the QB one in albeit in a small sample size, but he's been good for years now. And I had to include it partly because I didn't have a better one, but also because he's was really, really good. I had him as QB three, and uh, which is was close to consensus, but a lot of uh, there were many people who had him as QB four, QB five, and even ridiculous QB six. And uh, he was good until he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good pick there. Okay, and then for me, um, it was Ryan Tannehill. And the reason I had him so high is just because I love the idea of AJ Brown. And I mean, Wait, tell the listeners where you had him. Yeah, I had him at QB nine, and so. I just love the idea of A.J. Brown, and then to add on Corey Davis really helped me out. I think he, did he finished at either eight or seven, I think. Yeah, so I mean, he finished... But I was very confident in my Ryan Tannehill ranking for a while, and I think it really paid off. Tannehill is a really good quarterback, and, he's, and he runs it in, too. That's the thing. He has a little bit of a rushing attack, too. He scored a few rushing touchdowns this season. I don't know exactly how many. I just remember watching the games and knowing that. And so, I mean, he's just an all-around really solid quarterback. QB9, I'm very happy with that ranking, obviously. It was very close, and I think a lot of people – should have drafted him high, and they're going to regret not doing it. I'm going to have him definitely around the same spot next year because I think he's going to continue. A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, and then Derrick Henry to take some pressure off of him. He's got a lot of good things ahead of him. I mean, he's facing pretty much one-on-one all the time since Derrick Henry is loading up the boxes. Just a lot of things went right for Ryan Tannehill this season, and so it's just a good pick. 
Yeah, I mean, Ryan Tannehill, you ranked him as QB9. He finished as QB7. But keep in mind, like, Prescott got hurt, who was ahead of uh-huh. him. So it's more like, really more like QB8. So that was just a rock-solid pick. And nobody uh-huh. had him there. That, that was a anti-consensus pick over there. Uh-huh. And then my second, this one is pretty funny. Jimmy Garoppolo. I was confident in not having him in my rankings. Calvin did not like it. I had him. I had Philip Rivers in over him, who actually did pretty well. I could have taken a victory lap on him. But, uh. Yeah, anyways, just a solid pick. I mean, Jimmy G got hurt, so that helped him out. But even when he wasn't hurt, he was playing awful. This 49ers offense was just sputtered, and a lot of it was due to injury. So, I mean, this pick isn't as good as the Ryan Tannehill one, but it was still really solid just because I think I, I you know, I hope I convinced some people not to take him in their draft because I didn't think he was backup quarterback material. He's not going to have those big plays, and though he might be consistent and score you 15 points a game, that's not what you want from your backup quarterback. You know, you want someone that can step in and give you, like, a solid 20 points, you know, with a good matchup. And that's what I'm looking for in a backup quarterback. And I mean, Ryan Tannehill was going as a backup quarterback. So that's the kind of guy I would much rather have. And that pick worked out well. Chris, remember what I suggested pairing Carson Wentz and Ryan Tannehill in your drafts? Yeah, that would actually that would have actually been smart because of how well Ryan Tannehill did. <laughs> yeah, no, because we, we, you were super high on Ryan Tannehill. I was super high on Carson Wentz, and I liked Tannehill too. So I said, why don't you pair Carson and Ryan Tannehill? These are two guys that, in my opinion, were going too low. Only one of them turned out to be going too low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we will talk yeah. about that later. My victory laps are running back. Raheem Mostert, RB18. Let's be honest. Okay, first of all, I could never have predicted the injuries. Injuries aside, he was so solid. I didn't see a single person on Fantasy Pros who ranked him that high. Like, the ECR, like, it showed you the highest. RB18, it was like, his highest was like RB19 or something. Like, it wasn't even RB18. It was anti-consensus, and Mostert was so good when he was on the field. Either The times when he wasn't, he was either, like, hobbled by an ankle injury or he was hurt. But, like, when he was out there and fully healthy and didn't leave a game early, he was absolutely great. And even when he left games early, he was still good in those games. Then my uh, next pick is Josh Jacobs, who quietly – I mean, I had him as RB14. I think think he finished a couple spots ahead of that. Or – no, he missed some games, so he finished a couple spots behind that. But, I mean, with injuries and stuff, it was just – some people – I mean, it's not – completely against the consensus but Josh Jacobs I did have him lower than other people at people expected a breakout from him but I just didn't really see much of that ceiling and it was a pick that wasn't really talked about but I got it pretty well mm-hmm. yeah definitely I mean I definitely agree with you there and then for me it was Aaron Jones who really ended up coming in big for me I managed to get a ton of assets for him towards the end of the season and I mean I was so confident in that pick I ranked him as RB6 that I went ahead and I took him with the ninth pick in our draft I thought he had fallen to me when I took him at the ninth pick. So, I mean, I was confident in that ranking, and I really liked Aaron Jones. He ended up finishing as RB5, so just an overall really solid pick when you can – I mean, it's it's just a great pick, and he was a really good value first-rounder. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes next year because I don't think he's going to stay with the Packers. That's my prediction. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where he ends up. I think he could end up maybe – I mean, it would be a blockbuster, but if the Bills don't make the playoffs – Actually, no, they have Zach Moss, so maybe not. But there are a lot of teams that could definitely use a guy like, um, uh, like. Wait, did you say if the really Bills like don't make Aaron the Jones? Playoffs, because the Bills did make the playoffs, you realize? Yeah, I, I'm saying if the Bills didn't win the Super Bowl, I meant. Oh, okay, I see. But yeah, I mean, Aaron Jones, I that was a good pick. RB five. Would you consider McCaffrey and Barkley got hurt? Maybe RB seven, but that's like still very rock solid. Either way, it's one off. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. your second one, Chris. This is kind of funny. 
Yeah, then my second one. Let's go. Rex Burkhead. Oh my goodness. RB54, I ranked him. And how did that turn out? He ended up doing so well. And I'm just so happy with that pick. He was a beautiful fill-in for some people on the waiver wire. One piece and I, person I think even started him against me. And I was so sad, but I was so happy at the same time when he blew up for 30-plus points. Just an all-around really solid player. And if you drafted him, especially early in the season, which is when he was best, I mean, he was just really good for you. And he, in, in a pinch, he put up some big points. He had that one 30-plus point game where I think he had three touchdowns. So mm-hmm. just a really good pick. I mean, not many people even knew his name. And I told people to draft him, and it turned out pretty well. Yeah, unfortunately, he ended up getting hurt, but he actually exceeded his RB54 ranking by a lot when he was out there, and he was not being drafted in any leagues, so that was a really solid pick. Mm-hmm. Now, my picks might have seemed kind of weak. I'm pretty happy with the Joe Burrow pick. I mean, I like the I, I would I'm pretty happy with the Raheem Mostert pick, but I mean, other than that, like my other two victory laps aren't crazy. Like they aren't great, I would say. Wide receivers, though, was my strongest position. And I hope you guys don't mind that we're talking about us. We usually don't talk about us ourselves like this much. Just we don't talk mm-hmm. about ourselves like at all, usually. But now it's like, or maybe a little when it's like something comes up, obviously, but not nearly this much. This is just a victory lap episode, and we'll get into awards later. But I have actually five guys who made consideration for my victory laps and wide receivers. I'll just give them all. Tyler Boyd, wide receiver 19, number one. When he was on the field, he was a mid-tier wide receiver two, exactly where I had him. Him and Joe Burrow developed a nice connection. And even with T. Higgins, he still had a nice, solid target share. He was looking really good. People were scared of, I guess, I mean, I don't really know what people were scared of. Maybe Joe Mixon taking a workload away, too many weapons. But, I mean, with I guess with ranking Joe Burrow too low, people also ranked Tyler Boyd too low. And uh, that cost them for sure because uh, Tyler Boyd was absolutely fantastic this year. And when he was not hurt, or when Joe Burrow, after Joe Burrow got hurt, he wasn't that good. But still, like that that obviously could never have been predicted. Juju Smith-Schuster, my second victory lap at wide receiver 25. That turned out to be a little low. He was actually wide receiver 18 during the fantasy season. But the point of it was good because he busted. Many people had Juju ranked as a borderline wide receiver one. In fact, that was the consensus. I say that was absolutely ridiculous. Juju has never proven he could be in a wide receiver one in an offense. And people were acting like 39-year-old Ben Roethlisberger is going to change everything for him. I said, no way, no way, no way. Even when Juju's mm-hmm. produced this year, every time he's produced, it's been with Deontay Johnson and it's been with Chase Claypool taking pressure off of him. Why do you think Juju's best production was in the late season? Because that was when Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool broke out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I was getting myself hyped up out there. Chris actually ranked mm-hmm. him right at wide receiver 18. Yeah, which- yeah. I was going to say, Calvin, there were only a few people that, I mean, did as good uh, as you on Juju Smith-Schuster or better. And you were one of them? And I was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also, this I is a guy. I, shot I can get them, guys. Calvin's a very good analyst, so I have to take my wins like the ranking competition win when I can get them. Wait, you just said I'm a better analyst than you? Is that no, what I you said, said you're a very good analyst. Oh, I see. Well, thank you. But, I mean, better you analyst this year, though. Chris Bally wins the ranking competition. Not yeah, really. There's this whole season. But that's for you guys to decide. You listen to me. Mm-hmm. All right. Also... This is a guy I got exactly right, and I think this deserves the celebration music. So, as this is was unplanned, the Adam Gase thing was, I mean, I didn't plan, like, out a speech or anything. I planned to play the music. 
but I just decided like five seconds ago, five, five seconds before I pressed it, or even like two seconds, that I was going to start playing this because this is a player, I mean, it's hard to get guys exactly right in the rankings, and Chris and I didn't even have that many. Because exactly right, you just need kind of some luck with that, as well as skill. But my ranking of wide receiver 48 for Darius Slayton was exactly right. Chris hyped him up. Oh, he has the connection with Daniel Jones. Look at the tape. Look at the tape. He's such a good wide receiver. No way. Well, I mean, he's a decent wide receiver, but Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, Evan Ingram succeeded in taking away the targets, and he finished at exactly wide receiver 48, where I had him, and Chris had him as wide receiver 33. Yeah, we argued a lot about Darius Slayton. And I won! Let's go! That feels so good! Mm -hmm. And that was completely spontaneous. Chris can attest to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sad. I just took a sip of my water just in defeat. Man, that was awesome. But, uh, Let's you know. go. All right. Whatever. Also, I'll be back next year. And, guys, watch out. Gabriel Davis. He's back for next year. <laughs> also, Tyreek Hill, another victory lap that I will take. I mean, he finished it. I had him as a wide receiver two. He finished as wide receiver one. And not many people had him that high. But you forget, in the Michael Thomas year, Tyreek – or, no, in 2018, Tyreek Hill finished as wide receiver one. In 2019, he was hurt. But, like, I mean, with Michael Thomas, I predicted him to be wide receiver two, and he was actually wide receiver one. And that, Or was he? Was he wide receiver one? Or no, Adams was. I'm stupid. No, Hill was yeah. wide receiver two, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, so that's another guy I got exactly right. But, I yeah. mean, that's easier at the top of the rankings. And then this is sort of a quiet one. Robert Woods, who I ranked as wide receiver 14. Chris Adams is wide receiver 21. He was a subject of some debate. But he actually finished as wide receiver 12 on the season, Chris. Robert Woods. Wow. Yeah, that one surprised me. Um, uh, What's his name? I thought Cooper Cup would take away more of the role, and I think we both like both of them. But Cooper Cup really didn't have that great of a season. I mean, he still had a solid season. He was probably more around UTR. But, uh, you know, I mean, I think with if Cooper Cup had been more involved, I still probably should have ranked him. Robert was a little bit higher, but I think you and I were both surprised to hear that Cooper Cup actually didn't do that good. But, you know, there will be more players like Cup that will rank next year, and hopefully we'll get more of them right. Yeah, I mean, 12 is sort of that sweet spot when you got guys like, especially in this part of the rankings, two or three spots lower than where they actually were because it's like you think about Michael Thomas and Kenny Galladay getting hurt, both guys I had ahead of them. So it's like that's ex that sweet spot where you can feel like – like I know Slayton I got exactly right, but there were some – I mean, it's not like I – you know. Like, it's, there's a difference between, like, the Robert Woods getting it right if it wasn't for injuries, because that feels more accurate. But I was very accurate on Slayton. Don't get me wrong. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry. Um, so, Chris, you've got actually three victory laps here. I took five, so you can have three. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I had Keenan Allen, and that kind of influenced Calvin. I had him at wide receiver 13. I'm not sure where he actually finished. This was all around just a solid ranking. And then Alan Lazard, I think you were very happy if you picked him. He was, yeah, a very overlooked, definitely a sleeper pick. And when he was on the field, he was really good. He could have been a top 30 wide receiver if he stayed healthy. So, I mean, if you stuck with him and kept on him on your team, you were very happy, and especially at the beginning of the season where he played great. That was a really good pick. And then uh, also Adam Thielen. I told Calvin to do it. He's an honorable mention here because I didn't actually get him super close. I think I was like four spots off. I had him as, I think, 12 or something. But – I told Calvin, and I told Calvin, you're going to regret this. He ranked him as number 20. That one made me very mad. I had Adam Thielen at number 12. 
and he ended up at number eight, even better than I had him. I had to convince Calvin, guys, to take him down from number 24 down to 20. Calvin, at one point, you had Adam Thielen worse than Juju Smith-Schuster in your rankings. Did I? Yeah, because he was at 24 and Juju was at 21. Well, I have Juju as 25. At my, oh, my... well, maybe not. Maybe he was one spot ahead of Juju. Come on, oh, Calvin. Yeah, I, I, I told you. I mean, I'm still not that close off, so it's not a huge victory lap, but it's more I told you so, Calvin. But uh, I guess you kind of told me so on Slayton, though. Yeah, I sure did. Keenan Allen, yeah, that was such a solid pick. People predicted regression from him. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I gave him the same ranking, but that was all Chris who spearheaded it. Alan Lazard, I mean, I wouldn't say top 30, but maybe top 35 or top 40 had he stayed healthy the whole year. Probably top 40. But the wide receiver 56 ranking was very good because he was a nice but overlooked sleeper pick. And then Adam Thielen, who Chris was really – wide receiver 12 was like the consensus on Thielen. So I don't know if that's a victory lap. Yeah, so I guess I it's just... that consensus, but it's just – told you so calvin moment because i feel jealous that you got slayton right and that you got to scold me about yeah, my poor ranking of him but uh so i'll scold you on him yeah i guess he wasn't in i didn't actually write him in rankings disputes i'll just put him down right now but i mean we already sort of talked about him so um mm-hmm. so like yeah i mean but that, that was a, it, it was good because i did a lot to convince you and you didn't fall for it one bit mm-hmm. but yeah i mean that, nice solid pick there um so tight end and yeah, I mean, I'm, I was just thinking too, like some of these, I mean, the ones we've talked about haven't really been influenced by like injuries and stuff. Slayton is a little bit with like Colt McCoy, but still, I mean, injuries would have bumped, without injuries, he would have been bumped down a little lower as well. So it's like, it was about accurate for Slayton's ranking, but like Adam Thielen as well. I, the, the things I predicted, injury risk, lack of target share, his touchdowns going down, none of it happened. And it was like, just plain old something that Chris predicted and I didn't. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to tight ends. And I mean, I took two uh, two more victory laps at wide receiver than Chris did. And I just don't have a, I looked through. I don't have a single tight end victory lap. That's legitimate. I can't just, oh, I ranked Evan Ingram as number seven instead of like number six consensus. That's not good. I'm not doing that. I'm going to take the L on tight ends. Yeah, I mean, I did pretty solid on tight end. I wish I'd ranked Zach Ertz lower because I didn't like Zach Ertz going into the season, but I couldn't get myself for some reason the ECR kept on dragging me in back into him. I should have ranked him lower, but I did get his uh, his friend Dallas Goddard over there in Philadelphia, and he was really good until he got injured. I was so mad because Dallas Goddard was getting the touches. He was going to be a top 10 tight end. I'd ranked him top 10 and 13. I hope I got some people to draft him. Thinks that he got injured, but it's definitely a victory lap. So I predicted that he would start getting a lot more targets. And I mean, he was Calvin. He definitely got more of the target share than Zach Ertz, right? Yeah, I said, wow, the target share might be close. There's no way that Dallas Goddard takes over from Zach Ertz. I remember saying, I bet by the end of the season, it'll be a 60-40 split. And I think it probably almost was. Yeah, I mean, it was like, I, I thought there was no chance that Goddard got more targets than Ertz overall. And yet he did, and Chris got that, and I didn't. So good job, Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then my other was Eric Ebron, and this was just a solid pick. I got some people to draft him. His ECR was definitely lower, and I knew he was a solid tight end. He was going into a Big Ben offense. I mean, Big Ben is getting older. He's coming on off elbow surgery. He did look really good, but I didn't expect him to throw the ball that deep, and I don't think he threw it deep a ton. And Eric Ebron was a really nice red zone option for him. I remember with, uh, I think he was with the Lions and Matthew Stafford. He caught so many touchdowns with them. I was hoping the same would come with the Steelers, and it sure did. He ended up doing really well. I mean, this isn't even too much of a victory lap because he did way better than I ranked him, but I hope I just convinced a few people to draft him over some of the uh, other ECR higher-rated tight ends than 
Day than what most people had Eric Eagle on it. Yeah, you keep talking about the ECR and like calling out fantasy pros, the consensus mm-hmm. rankings. But yeah, you had him as tight end 16. Oh, wait, Chris, do you want me to like play the music for you? Oh, no, it's fine. Are you sure? I mean, because I yeah. felt I realized I played the music for myself twice and I planned to do it. I don't really care, Kyle. Don't worry. Okay. Well, actually, no, I played the music for myself once and I planned to do it one more time. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I guess if there's one that comes up, I'll start playing the music for you. Oh, I know. You act like you don't know which one you're going to do it. Oh, I, wait, I don't. I mean, I knew there was a Calvin, good look one coming. thing down the note sheet. What? Look one thing down the note sheet. Yeah, it says In the bo- bonus. Wait, wait. Who put that there? It says bonus. Wait, who put that there? Wait, why is the music playing? Oh, I remember now. It's because... My greatest victory lap of all is about to come up. It's about a kicker. Who, if you listen to the podcast, you know. Most people didn't even have him ranked in their top 12 kickers. They said he should be going undrafted. Or they had him ranked at about, like, 12. Or somewhere around there. I didn't rank this kicker 7. And this guy, I said, had elite potential as a kicker. It is Young Hui Koo. The disrespect last year was unbelievable because ever since he took over a kicker job, he took over the Falcons' kicker job cold mid-season, and ever since he took it over, he was the number one kicker at the position. He averaged 2.1 more fantasy points per game than anyone else, and yet he was ranked as a kicker 12 or worse. I ranked him as kicker 7. I specifically said on the podcast he had elite potential, and he, even though he missed a game this season, had a kick to become kicker one on the year and he missed it but he became kicker two and he really helped your team and I drafted him I even drafted him around early because I thought Chris was going to take him before I realized Chris had another kicker yep good pick Calvin I there's nothing I can do but commend you for that pick definitely gonna have to send that clip maybe post it to Twitter Calvin of you getting all excited about uh young waiku with that background music the music sounds great good pick Calvin oh yeah for sure thank you very much and uh, you didn't have him ranked, by the way. Let's just clarify that. But yeah, thank you. That in. Now, let's go to... Oh, wait. This says rankings disputes, but this is supposed to say... Oh, wait. Never mind. Oh, this no, is... Bo- we should do the rankings disputes after the bad picks. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, let's go to... Uh, as I paste this in, I want to play a drop for this. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that was, I like how that introduced it because you were like, you act like you didn't see it. And I didn't... I wasn't really acting like that, but still, it's kind of funny. <laughs> All right, I've got the drop ball set up. So let's move on to our bad picks. Oh, that's kind of funny. For some reason, I wasn't expecting the drop, so I just was like, boom, boom, boom. And then yeah, played <laughs> the drop right after it. All right, well, yeah, I had to move down the rankings disputes in the uh, note sheet. So now we will go and... Uh... Bad picks? Yeah, bad picks. Um, So... My for first for quarterback, we're gonna do one each at each position, and mine for quarterback is Carson went. Oh, did you hear my phone uh, thing go off in the background? No, I did not. Okay, this is just a reminder. That's good that it, you didn't hear it. I'll turn off the ringer now. Um, so mine is Carson Wentz at QB nine. Hmm. Yeah, that's a pretty rough pick. <laughs> no uh, further explanation needed. <laughs> Let's move yeah. on. Or actually, wait first. <laughs> we got to play the drop, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a pretty rough pick, Calvin. Uh, your QB nine played awful, led the league in turnovers, and then got benched for Jalen Hurts. Chris, do you want to make a speech about him because you were so against him? Yeah, I was so against Carson Wentz. I'm very mad. I eventually <laughs> fell. 
I saw them coming. I knew that Carson Wentz was going to be dead. I'm a Giants fan, and I was not being biased. I, every time I made myself think I was being biased. But I knew Carson Wentz was going to be bad. He's so bad in the turnovers. They had Jalen Hurts coming in, who was going to take some of the snaps like Chase and Taylor. He had no wide receiving core. Alshon Jeffrey is literally injured every single play. And also guess what? Right. For some reason, I still felt that Calvin ranked in QB12 or something. I wish I had it. He is absolutely awful. I don't know why I had him so high. He has no receiving goals. Literally, watching the football team play last night, every single one of their receivers on the pass. Somehow, Calvin still managed to make him QB9. I don't understand. Carson Wentz, you're falling, and you're falling for good. He might go to the Colts next year. He's asked for a trade. But I do. Don't expect to see him in my fantasy rankings anytime soon. I'm happy that, uh, I'm happy for anyone that didn't draft him. And I'm happy. Jalen Hurts, a good quarterback, is finally taking over for the Eagles. Wow, that was see you. You were up for making a whole speech. I didn't know if you would be. That's good. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Yeah. Your second bad pick. I also ranked Drew Brees as QB seven, but yeah, this was a bad pick by both of us. But it was I was the ringleader for it. I mean, we don't really know how this would have turned out if Drew Brees didn't get injured. Actually, I don't know if this is even that bad of a pick because if he hadn't gotten injured, he probably would have finished around here. But um. Taysom Hill is the future for this offense. I think it's more interesting to talk about the future here. Taysom Hill is the future. It sounds like there's pretty much league-wide consensus that Drew Brees is going to retire, which is sad. I mean, he's one of the all-time greats, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, in anyone's opinion, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to running back. Mine, oh, no. (laughs) Kenyon Drake, (laughs) RB6. (laughs) Chris, do you want a speech for this? Not really. I, I think I'm good. I think okay. I, my mouth is going dry. Good thing I got some more water, but, uh. <laughs> All right. That was an well, intense speech. You kind of caught me off guard there with the Carson Wentz speech. I I got lost because I knew the music was about to come, and I didn't have anything to say, and I was just like, he's just awful. I had no idea what to say. Well, no, I th- you said a lot, though. I mean. Yeah, I said a lot. I I eventually dealt, uh, I can't talk right now. I eventually dived into uh, Carson Wentz's absolutely awful receiving core. As well as his awful turn, awful turnover ability. I didn't even get to Doug Peterson, who's an awful coach. And then, by the way, guys, <laughs> I'm a Giants fan. I'm so mad. Like, I, I will blame it on the Giants. But this is all the Giants' fault. They should have won more games, and they should have already been in the playoffs with that win against the Cowboys. But they didn't. And the Eagles tanked. They put in Nate Sudfeld in a three-point game. Like, come on, please. That's literally tanking. Like, And then he came in. It's not like they thought he was better, too. He came in. Threw on his third throw, he threw a pick, and the next drive he gets the ball back. They run it once, give it to Nate Sudfeld. Guess what he does next? He drops the ball and fumbles. Okay, well here's the here's the thing, here's the thing. I think the Giants fans are stupid for wanting a division rival to tank for them or to play hard when they have nothing to play for. Well, come on, it's football. Like everyone says that, Calvin. You, it's 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 a disgrace of football to not play hard for everything. When the Jags. when Even the, Jack, the Jets, Calvin. When the Jags started Glennon for four games, was that bad? Was that that's tanking, right? Because yeah, Minshew that's was bad. I don't like that. I mean, I don't like that at all. Okay, well, I mean, but here's the thing: it's P- Peterson had everything to lose and nothing to gain by taking out his players. And think he he, he still had he didn't take out all of his starters. First of all, Brandon Graham was still on the field. Darius Slay was still on the field. I know. Zach I'm just Ertz worried though. Wait, field. can I say something quickly? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a player, Jason Kelsey for the Eagles. He said, uh, I think it was like the 22nd of December, he said this whole long speech about how in the NFL, if you're not trying, if you're trying to tank, that is absolutely just awful. So I'm interested to see what he does. He yeah, was he didn't so passionate and against tanking. 
I'm going to see what he has to – I want to see what he has to think. Okay, maybe but I mean, make him feel better about the Giants. Here's the playoffs. thing. Peterson, maybe – okay, well, I don't think the, – the narrative, like, on Twitter and stuff about – and here, here are our thoughts on this. Chris and I actually haven't talked about this yet, uh, even he, though he's a Giants fan. I think the narrative on Twitter saying that the Eagles should have played all their starters and risked injury for them is ridiculous. For example, like I told you, Chris, Brandon Graham played the whole game. Not quite, actually, because he got injured because they didn't rest him. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, why so, you have I mean, to rest your players. It, and a guy, a and you're telling because... me that Nate Sudfeld, who hadn't played a snap in four years, isn't going to be isn't going to replace Jalen Hurts in a meaningless game that helps them get a higher draft pick when Hurts was seven for twenty. Maybe, maybe if there's not, maybe if you're seven gonna play for him the 20. entire game, I can understand playing him the entire game, but taking him out in for only the fourth quarter in a three point game. But Sudfeld, Peterson was right. Sudfeld, you're willing to play, so you're willing to risk Sudfeld injury for Jalen Hurts snaps. for three straight quarters, but you're not willing to take him out for the fourth. Jalen Hurts was seven game. for twenty through the air. It doesn't matter. Sudfeld threw had two turnovers in his first five plays. Well, it, well, Sudfeld is also he deserves snaps as a backup. They wanted to see what they had in him. They know they what don't they have. have anything. They know Jalen Hurts is is the future. That's ridiculous to say that Sudfeld has anything any meaning to them. It was just. He's been with the team for a while. Exactly. He hasn't played because he's not good. He's their third You should stringer. not be expecting. I mean, it's the same thing. It's like the, it's like trading players away to like tank. That's the same. It's the same sort of thing. It's like keeping Adam Gase's coach. This is bad. You know, it would have fired Adam Gase. And obviously, I mean, I blame it all on the Giants. I'm not trying to take credit for the Giants missing the playoffs or saying the Giants would have made the playoffs with the Eagles. I mean, if the Eagles had won, they would have actually made the playoffs, but they, they should have already been in it. They, Evan Ingram should have made that catch back in, I don't know, week seven or week eight against the Eagles. It, <laughs> Did you do you remember that catch, Calvin? Mm-mm. Evan Ingram had a wide open catch for 15 yards. It would have put the game away with a first down, right? They would have mm-hmm. been able to just kneel it out. Evan Ingram bobbled it off his hands and dropped it. Eagles got the ball back, went down, kicked the game winning field. And yet he made the Pro Bowl over Robert Tunyon. Yeah, it's ridiculous. How did he make the Pro Bowl? I really wish he didn't make the Pro Bowl because his confidence should not be high at all. He should be thinking, I'm absolutely garbage and I got to get better because my hands are like two rocks. I, I, I'm just, while I'm listening to you, I keep glancing up at the note sheet and seeing Young Hui Koo's name, and it's just like, it's distracting. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, oh, no, yeah, no, no, wait, no. We didn't get finished my my b- bad pick, though, with Kenyon Drake. Oh, yeah. How did we even get all the way? <laughs> Kenyon Drake. <laughs> I ranked Kenyon Drake. Oh, yeah. RB6 ahead of Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everybody. That might have been my worst pick out of all of them. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that was. That was not a bright spot for you, Calvin. I didn't like Alvin Kamara that much either, but I didn't also – I also didn't know that he was injured all of last season because I had – of course, I had a, a Kamara on my fantasy team last year, and he was really bad towards the end of the season. And mm-hmm. I just didn't want to draft him because I thought – I don't think he's actually that good. I think he's overrated. And then, of course, we <laughs> find out he was injured, and now all of a sudden he's the best back in the league. Like, come on, please. Well, I mean – yeah, I guess so. But, I mean – he, and mm-hmm. then uh, yeah, so I I guess I'd have to take an L oh, also, I mean, if I had to. There's not really a, too many, but I think Kamara could be an L. Also, when I say I mean, I don't mean anything. I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just trying to like. Usually, I'm trying to move it along or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I guess you could put Kamara for me, but overall, I think my running back rankings were pretty solid. There weren't any huge misses. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. So you didn't actually have really any. I mean, where did you have Kamara? I think was... I had him at seven or eight, so that's oh, that's okay. actually I'll take an L there. I think. Okay, um, so let's see. Uh, I'll go look at that, and then 
we can yeah. go see. I'll move on up. I'll go to wide receiver and yeah, RB seven. I had a huge L here. Yeah, Jarvis Landry. I ranked him as wide receiver seventeen. He was really good last season, and I thought Baker. He was just gonna have a really good season with Baker. But they they just didn't throw enough. I mean, I expected this offense to be really. I, <coughs> you good? That was really weird. <coughs> I don't even know why I choked on like some kind of dust or something. I just felt it he's, fall down my He's throat. been drinking so much water during the show. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was. Anyways. I'm back, guys. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh my goodness, this is kind of crazy. But uh, oh man, Calvin, you might have to go. I can barely talk. I need to drink some water. <laughs> okay, so Adam Thielen, I ranked his wide receiver twenty. We already talked about that. I'll just give myself a sad trombone. Give Chris four more seconds. Yeah. Okay. I think my voice <laughs> is back to normal now. I had Jarvis Landry wide receiver 17. I knew this was going to be a run-heavy offense, but I thought that Jarvis Landry was going to be a favorite target of Baker Mayfield and that he was going to be able to get a few more touchdowns, but he really did not find any opportunities in the red zone at the beginning of the season until like four weeks left in the season when he was actually good. So, I mean, wide receiver you kept him around now. on your team until the last four weeks, I guess you could say it wasn't that bad of a pick, but other than that, he was absolutely awful. I mean, it's an L because nobody had him anywhere near wide receiver 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was <laughs> right. a bold pick, and it, and it failed pretty miserably, so now it just looks bad. Tight end. My guy, I guess, is TJ Hawkinson, who yeah, was tight, tight end 17, and I'm not going to take an L on Noah Fant because the, the fact is we didn't know Cortland Sutton was going to get hurt, so we didn't mm-hmm. know Noah Fant was going to be good. I'm not taking an L on Noah Fant, who I was really off, but I will take one on TJ Hawkinson, who finished his tight end four. I just didn't think that there was enough evidence that he would have a breakout season in his second year, but I guess I should have trusted that since he was like a mid or early first round pick as a tight end, that he was going to be good, and uh, I was wrong. So that's all there is to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Okay, let's see here. Your guy was Evan Ingram at tight end five. Yeah, my guy was Evan Ingram, and I mean, tight end five, this is really just, I mean, I thought he was going to be better. I thought he was going to, I mean, you know, it was like, it's a little bit like he was wearing two, like, had two rocks. I mean, I saw a (laughs) picture from way early in the season. Joe Judge was having his defensive back practice with tennis balls strapped to their hands so that they couldn't hold. Like, it's like Evan Ingram in his mind just forgot to take the tennis balls off. (laughs) And he couldn't catch anything. So, you know, that's just the main reason. I felt like he got the looks. And he, I mean, he actually ended up doing not too bad. So it wasn't awful. But I just expected him to be the big player for the Giants that could make a clutch catch. But he's the last player on the Giants. I would rather have Gary Slayton, who didn't even do that well. Sterling Shepard. CJ Board, even, I'd rather have making those kind of plays. Just <laughs> Chris loves CJ Board. CJ Board is my man. You guys have probably never even heard of him, but he plays some special teams and he gets like two wide receiver snaps every single game because he's a ball. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to rankings disputes. I mean, we already talked about some of them. Carson Wentz, Kenyon Drake, uh, Dallas Goddard. Chris was right about all of them. Darius Slayton, Robert Woods. I was right about them. Adam Thielen. Chris was right about him, but let's talk about a couple others. T Y Hilton, Chris. I mean, that could have been his L at wide receiver, honestly, because T Chris ranked T Y Hilton as like wide receiver 25. And I ranked him as like 33. I didn't take a victory lap because that wasn't, that was like about the consensus for T Y. But I mean, Chris was kind of wrong about him. Right, Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. T Y only really did good at the beginning of the year. I no, he was going to develop year. like a, a, no, he was terrible at the beginning of the year. He was droppable. I mean, uh, I meant uh, end of the year, sorry. Yeah. 
he was actually some people were starting him, including in our league in the third place game, teams were starting him. Mm-hmm. But he actually ended up really well. So, I mean, it's still a bad pick though because you probably yeah. dropped him before then, like most people did. So, just a bad overall pick. And I mean, I just thought he was gonna develop some kind of connection with Philip Rivers, and he just really didn't. I mean, I thought he was gonna have that. Like, it it worked out perfectly in my head. He was gonna have that Keenan Allen type vibe, sort of. And then Michael Pittman. I mean, Michael Pittman, I thought was gonna take away from him. It seems so perfect in my head. And it wasn't. And it wasn't. And then the last debate wasn't really a debate at all. Allen Robinson, we actually debated a lot during the offseason. But Chris mm-hmm. Adam is wide receiver 10, and Adam is wide receiver 9. And actually, before the season, I intended to move DJ Moore ahead of him and put Robinson Wait, to wide I, I think 10. I had him at 11. No, you had him at 10, which was actually exactly right. <laughs> no, but I, I had him at 9, I and I meant to drop him to 10, which is the funny part. So mm-hmm. I was, like, higher on Allen Robinson. <laughs> but it was really – that really was not a debate. It turned out. Mm-hmm. It turned out yeah. to be – Okay, so let's move on to awards! As Yay. if this show couldn't get any longer, we are going to give out some awards. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, there were – we've got six of them. We've got – it's going to be fun. And I mean, and by the way, guys, if you've made it this far, thank you for coming. I mean, this is going to be another fun section of the show. This is just our marathon episode. And this is the one that we're going to be, I mean, we're going to, I mean, I mean, I, I'm saying I mean a lot. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean but uh, anyways, I think we're going to start sending out this episode to a lot of different people. So that just kind of reminds me, make sure to be on the lookout guys over the off season. I think we're going to take maybe a three week break and we will update anyone. If we are going to have some episodes, um, depending on what happens, you know, Sometimes you say, oh, a three-week wait break sounds nice, but uh, you only you only love it when you let it go, as the song says. So, you know, <laughs> maybe we'll get, maybe we'll want to do it again. But, you know, sometimes it's nice to have a break. We'll see. But anyways, over the offseason, we are going to try and have some special guests, maybe guys like Scott Fish. If you're listening to this somehow and you've made it already, I don't even know, an hour and 15 minutes how long this episode has been. If you made it, then you better be coming on our podcast because you made it a long way. That means you enjoy it, I hope. And, um... And guys like um, wait, who are you uh, talking to specifically? Which listener is supposed to come Scott on? Scott Fish. You think Scott Fish listened this far into yeah, our episode? JJ Zachariasen. Um, this wouldn't even be the one that right because it's not Zachariasen. It's Zachariasen. He's the host of the Late Round podcast, and he is just a really good fantasy analyst. Okay, so one Chris, of best, <laughs> one of the most respected, and so we'll hope to have him on. But uh, yeah. Anyways, let's get back to this season with some okay, awards. Wait. Okay, time out. Time out. Time out. Before we get to the awards, um, I feel like Chris is like, wait, so you're saying we should send this episode to Scott Fish and Zay J. Zachary? This is going to be the kind of episode that we send, like, if we're going to have because this has so much content that, like, or if we sent it to someone to analyze kind of how we review, I think this episode. I mean, is this is good. a be- I like the episode, I agree, but I don't know if this is a good one to start off listening to our podcast because this is a know, lot. It's kind of funny. I think it'll, I think it'll make people, it'll make people excited about it. It'll make it, them think it's exciting. You know, there's. <laughs> what is not? Well, Calvin, this is a conversation for outside of the show. It'll make people think it's exciting because usually it's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that sounded very weird. Please, Calvin, awards. We'll talk about this after the show. Oh man, wait. Should I put that the, the best moments thing? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, definitely. That's definitely a blooper. Oh man. Okay. Save that. Write that down wherever you're writing the bloopers down on some kind of note sheet. Okay. Um, let's see. Let me edit my reminder for um something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyways, why do you do that, Calvin? I'll get into the first. Okay, but for, no, I was, <laughs> I was not finished. I mean, I feel like, I don't know. 
I don't know why we're arguing about this, this on the podcast. This one is something – our first award is most improved, and this is something that you won't see a lot for guys. Like, this is guys that were bad last season that are really good this season. And, I mean, normally with older guys like the one we've chosen for this year, you don't see that. It's normally it's normally a huge regression, and, I mean, we probably should have added that into our awards. Maybe we'll add it. Maybe I'll throw in a last-second – Uh, oh, never mind. We have a biggest bust. So, uh, yeah. Good, but, <laughs> biggest um, bust. Most biggest. improved, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, but wait, hold on. Wait. to regress. I never got to finish. To I feel like I never got to finish what I was saying, though. <laughs> well, actually, I don't even know what I was saying. I feel like I just wanted to say that it sounded like Chris was guaranteeing that we would have Scott Fish and JJ Zachary. Yeah, no, no, no. We're, we're hoping to. Yeah, we're hoping to. I think those are two, two people who have at least. Those are two people that they, have, they've, like, they've, they've, they, they've very unofficial. Implied they might be interested. They might be interested. They've said uh-huh, they, they might, might be interested. interested. Yeah. But yeah, most improved. Is oh wait we got to get the drops up. Most improved is Aaron Rodgers. Wait, play the drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And this is. <laughs> Cut and you I mean, off. not only in I mean, Aaron Rodgers has always been good, but he improved so much this season. He's I think he should win MVP. And I don't even know how old he is. I want to look at how up how old he is, but he's an older guy. And like, I mean. Even Tom Brady is so good, but you would never expect Tom Brady to be the most improved player. Aaron Rodgers is 37 years old, and I mean, he just played out of his mind this season, jumped from QB11 to QB4. Why that not might not seem that like that much, but where he was going this year and just like overall the kind of uh, the kind of vibe around Aaron Rodgers was that he's gonna start to regress a little bit, but he proved everyone wrong. Had a huge jump, and he's played out of his mind. This is one of his best seasons of his career, and he's 37 years old. Just a great season for fantasy. Anyone that drafted him was very happy with what he did this year. And, I mean, I think he deserves an NFL MVP. And Yeah, for sure. I mean, he doesn't get um, fantasy MVP just because he was only QB4, but he definitely uh, was – he can – I mean, I don't know. want to say he's an honorable mention, but he was somewhat in consideration, I guess. For a fantasy MVP? Yeah, maybe not, actually. <laughs> QB4, <laughs> yeah, but uh, he was just really good. He was uh, – a. He was the kind of guy that could lead your team to a really good playoff yeah. this year. All right. Well, let's go to biggest breakout. And, um, I mean, we've got – I guess it's Stefan Diggs. He mm-hmm. was wide receiver three on the season. He just – no, but people didn't think that he would – most people didn't think he would be super, super productive with Josh Allen. Chris and I both ranked him around 30, and he really proved everyone wrong. He really helped Josh Allen get a lot better, and Josh Allen – I mean, really made him very good, it turned out. And he mm-hmm. was a wide receiver three in the season. Incredibly consistent. Yeah, definitely. Played definitely all the games. biggest breakout here. New team. I mean, a totally new player. He was a huge deep threat. I think he was up there in terms of top in the league for receptions. He was just great with Josh Allen. And this Bills team, I mean, I think it's going to be Saints and Bills in the NFC playoffs. And honestly, I think I'm going to take the Bills over the Saints. I know I said Saints at the beginning of the season, so I'd love to stand by that pick. But the way the Bills are playing – they're going to be in the Super Bowl for me against the Chiefs. All right. Wait, the Bills and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Chris, can you say, I think the Bills and the Chiefs are going to face off in the Super Bowl? This year, the Super Bowl, I will look up the date for you. Okay, no, no, just, just Super say, just... Bowl 54, which is going to be taking place. Oh, wait, never mind. Not 54. 55. Super Bowl 55 will be taking place on Sunday, February 7th, and the two, 2021. And the two teams competing in it 
in Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, will be the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the pick. I'm laughing because they're both in the AFC. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> That's okay, another oh, best oh. moments. Oh my no! Uh, I was worried we weren't gonna have enough material for the best, the best moments. I'm thing. filling it up on then the. Then we've got two in the same show. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I what can't believe it? you said it. I was like just waiting and waiting, and then you never realized yeah. it. Well, I guess I'm hypothetically already making my Super Bowl preview here since uh, I thought it was Super Bowl because I think Chiefs and Bills will be facing off the AFC Championship. So I guess I'm making it my, in my head Super Bowl prediction. No, here. when you said the Bills would beat the Saints in the NFC playoffs, I thought you meant I thought you meant that they would be in the Super Bowl. I thought you misspoke. And then I – oh, man, that's kind of funny. All right. Yeah, anyways, uh, I'll revise my decision. It's going to be <laughs> – Hmm. Honorable mention. It's going to be Saints and Buffalo Bills. Okay. Sounds good. Super Bowl 2020. Saints and Buffalo Bills. Uh, The Saints moved to the AFC. Okay. Calvin, please stop. I'm not that stupid. (laughs) Honorable mention is Calvin Ridley for biggest breakout. I mean, he was more, he was better earlier in the season, but he was still great. Just not Mm -hmm. as good as Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Biggest bust. It was Michael Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, his season was really just flooded with injuries here. He First, he got injured. He was out for a good while. And then Drew Brees got injured. And with Taysom Hill at quarterback, Michael Thomas just wasn't the same player. He was catching a lot of passes and getting a solid amount of yards, but he just wasn't finding the end zone. And he just couldn't find the end zone that year. And that's what made him the biggest bust. Wasn't able to put up the fantasy numbers that people predicted, even when he all was on the field. And then he was injured for most of it. He really hurt your chances. I mean, if you picked him, you probably didn't do too well this year. Yeah, I mean, we didn't put McCaffrey and Barkley on here because McCaffrey was good when he was healthy and Barkley mm-hmm. barely played, and so did McCaffrey. He barely yeah. played. Honorable mentions mm-hmm. were Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I mean, this is kind of an interesting one. I just feel he's not the biggest bust, but he definitely was a bust. People, I mean, some people even on fantasy had him as their number one RB. I no, they didn't. Not overall. Number one RB. Really? Yeah, I remember you saying someone because they had, like, watched him at the training camp or something. Oh, Peter Schrager, I think, said he... <laughs> I wasn't going to say names, but Calvin goes right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't on Fantasy Pros. That's on Peter oh. Schrager's on Good Morning Football. But I think he said that he would take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire number one. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that now. Oh, by the way, according to Ian Rappaport, this dropped four minutes ago, the Chargers requested an interview with Jason Garrett for their vacant head coaching job. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I will be happy that the Giants will have Jason Garrett. Well, he did, like, so bad with the Giants' offense. Why do they want him? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he did well with Jan- Daniel Jones, though. Really? Well, Daniel Jones got better. Okay. All right, best, best rookie. No, that was kind of on cue. We were almost supposed to say it at the same time. But uh, <laughs> James Robinson or Justin Jefferson, you could really go with either. At running back, definitely James Robinson. At wide receiver, Justin Jefferson. I think in the NFL – Justin Jefferson was the biggest, but in terms of fantasy, I think it was James Robinson, just because you could pick him up off the waiver wire. Like, that is huge. Yeah. So I think he's my best rookie. Calvin would go with Justin Jefferson, but I think we both agree that these two are very close. For I won't, I, I'm not saying I would go with Justin Jefferson. I just thought that he did enough where he deserved the co-award. He barely played in the first two games, and yet got the rookie receiving record for receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Honorable mentions include Jonathan Taylor, Justin Herbert. Jonathan Taylor was really good. He was just a little bit inconsistent, and Herbert was mm-hmm. inconsistent too. That's why they didn't win this. Yep. 
and her. And the waiver wire winner also goes to James Robinson. He got so basically the waiver wire winner, someone that won you your league from the waiver wire, and it's James James Robinson who gets two awards today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two awards. I mean, he definitely deserves it. He went from undrafted to RB four on the season. He basically turned around fantasy league and led a lot of teams to the championship. Yeah, and then an honorable mention is also Justin Herbert, who didn't get an award but got two honorable mentions. And then the fantasy MVP. Let's just play this. <laughs> this was not really a victory lap for either one of us. It's just a. I mean, we just need to recognize a huge season here from one of the best running backs in the league. He didn't get injured like a lot of us expected. I mean, Calvin and I were low on him, just injury risk. Only we to draft Alexander Madison, but you really didn't need him. And I mean, all, overall great season. RB one. He was a league winner for sure. Well, actually, I don't think he was the RB one, but I mean, he maybe he was. It's Dalvin Cook. There were a lot of other contenders, but I think he was the main one. I don't know if Chris is talking right now. You're not talking, right, Chris? I couldn't hear you through the drop. Well, well, the drop is playing really loud. Okay, I hear what Calvin's saying for some reason. Yeah, I know the drop is like loud because our mic volumes. We're gonna turn it up after, so it'll it'll be. Uh Yeah, but that number was really loud. That was weird. But anyways, yeah, Dalvin Cook definitely deserving of the fantasy MVP, and he won he won many leagues. I was making a speech, and then I didn't know if I was talking over you, so that's why I stopped. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Okay, yeah, Dalvin Cook, he was the RB2, but he averaged more points than Alvin Kamara, so yes, fantasy oh. MVP. It was close. Honorable mentions include Alvin Kamara, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Derek Henry, Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF, at Chris underscore SGF, at SGF Pod. Wait, Calvin. Follow our live show at SG Sports Talk. That was our last episode. Can you believe that? Ever? No, wait, what do you mean ever? No, of this season. Wow, God, we've completed well, no, we got the Super Bowl pre- fantasy football. Super Bowl preview. Oh, yeah, we still have Super Bowl preview, but, I mean, fantasy football is done. That's crazy. Wow. Yep, we get three weeks off, guys. We'll miss you, or I'm assuming we're taking three weeks off. Uh-huh. Don't, we might don't, not. Stay updated on our Twitter pages, guys. We might not, but I would not hope for an episode. I would just be surpri- pleasantly surprised if you get mm-hmm. one. So, yep. uh, hopefully, I mean, if we don't see you in a while, we'll miss you guys. But we'll be back with weekly episodes after three weeks maximum for the entire offseason. So uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. I almost stopped the recording. I forgot I had to play the intro, outro. Or did I play the outro last time? I have no idea. I don't know if I did. Okay, well, anyway, let's play it. Chris, we might not see him for three more oh, weeks. Wow, it's just crazy. Bye bye. Wow. We're, we're still talking after. If we're still recording here, guys, by the way, uh, the podcast hasn't finished. The outro just played. Yeah, yeah. The outro is just like a, it's just like a happy song. You know, we're our voices are the really soothing outro. You know. <laughs> Yeah, no, Chris, I thought Chris was going to stop talking, then he went, so I decided we, we'll just go with it. So this is post-podcast. Mm-hmm. This wasn't even meant yes. to be in the podcast. <laughs> it can be PP post-podcast. All right, Chris, charge your phone, because when I called you earlier, it was dead, so. Yeah, it's <laughs> a weird ending to the show. We'll see you guys next time. Yeah, well, hopefully, we might see you in, like, actually, with three weeks off, it might be four weeks. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Okay, well, we'll miss you, but we might be taking off. We might not. Be pleasantly surprised if we don't. All right, bye.